0: Welcome to It's All About Leadership podcast. Farshad's passion is leading people to discover and maximize their true potential and empower you to leave a lasting impact on those you lead. Good morning, everyone. Happy Monday. Welcome to MindShift. Almost end of the first quarter of 2021. Definitely time goes by so fast. But you know, what's interesting when time time goes by and you are growing with it, you're learning from it and you intentionally living, then it's okay. It can go, go, go by fast. But if you, if you're not being productive, if you're not accomplishing what you're supposed to accomplish in life, doesn't matter for, for everybody if you accomplished or if you haven't accomplished your goal yet for the first quarter the first quarter will be over so i'm so grateful for you to be on this zoom mind shift i am excited to talk about one of my favorite books this is a this is a life-changing book the seven habits of highly effective people Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Now, uh, uh, with raising your hand, how many of you have read this book? Raise your hand if you have read this book. All right, forget about that question. How many of you have this book? (laughs) All right, many of us, we have the book, but we haven't read it. Or if you have read it, you need a refresher. How many of you need a refresher today of this seven habits yeah awesome awesome so today's meeting is a little bit different i want because we want to study this together we only have a short period of time so i I need your help to to be more interactive go to the chat box and tell me if you have read this book or not just say yes i have read it no i haven't And at least I have an idea. Go to the chat box, send me some message. How many of you have read the book of Seven Habits of Highly Effective People? Oh, 20 years ago. (laughs) At least you have read it, that's good. No, no, yes, yes. Years ago, years ago. Okay, all right, got it. Thank you so much, you guys are awesome. You guys are awesome. That's how we keep this meeting exciting. All right, let's keep going here. There you go. Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Stephen Covey. I am ready. You are ready. Let's go. Why should a center of excellence focus on habits? Why should a center of excellence focus on habits? And we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, but a habit. Excellence is not an act, but a habit. Such a great way to start this session here. So what are the seven habits? I wanna refresh your, your memory here. For those of you, you have read the book, habit number one, is being proactive. Being proactive. Think about it for a second. Habit number 2, begin with the end in mind. We're going to we're going to review each habit, but habit number 1, being proactive. Number 2, begin with the end results in mind. Powerful. Number 3, put first things first. We all struggle with time management. Put first things first. Guys, these are so fundamental. These are so key. Habit number four, think win-win. Habit number five, seek first to understand then to be understood. Number six, synergize. My favorite word, synergize. I just posted a video about synergy on YouTube. Number seven, sharpen the saw. Wow. <laughs> if even if i just finished the mind shift session today with this one slide, we are good to go guys. We are good to go. Last night I was reviewing this. I said, you know what? I probably can talk about the seven habits, the entire Monday but we only have 40 minutes so a a part of your you being interactive on chat box which of the seven habits is the one that you need to work on being proactive beginning with the end in mind put first things first prioritizing thinking win-win seeking first to understand then to be understood synergizing or sharpening the saw which of the seven habits today be honest with yourself go to the chat box you have to work on immediately the seven life-changing habits thinking win-win who else thanks Linda Cal sharpen the saw Jocelyn putting first thing first Darius first thing first most of you 1850, synergize. I agree. Pat- Patricia, begin with the end results in mind. Etc. Putting things first. Fairly sharpen the saw. Who else? Come on, there's, there's, it must be something that you have to improve out of the seven habits. First thing first. Number three, putting things first. <laughs> and Number four, Thinking win-win, being proactive. I love it. I love it. I love it. Some of you just waking up, you just put a number there. You don't want to even type the whole thing. Just (laughs) number two, number three. Somebody put number nine, what the heck is that? I mean, (laughs) just wake up, buddy, wake up. All right, now that you, you reviewed the seven habits here, let's go through some of the highlights here. Are you ready? Being proactive changes starts from within and highly effective people make the decision to improve their lives through the things that they can influence, rather than simply reacting to external forces. Ladies and gentlemen, stay here with me for a second, there are things that we can control and there are things that we cannot control, where is your focus? Are you focusing on the things that you can control? Are you being worried about the things that you cannot control? This is, this is huge. This is huge. Be, be honest with yourself. Let's be honest with ourselves here. If I am focusing on external things that I cannot control, my life will be wasted. If I focus on the things that I can control, I'm going to become better, I'm going to become bigger, I'm going to become bolder, I will even influence everything else. You know, you can sit here and say, oh, my trainer doesn't train me, the leads are bad, my boss doesn't treat me well. Or you can start focusing on what you can control and start having larger influence over and above anything else now where your focus goes energy flows if you are focusing on the things that you cannot control your focus will be there and the outcome outcome will not be desirable on outcome you're looking for wow so being proactive means Being proactive means focusing on what you can control. Habit number one, being proactive versus reactive. Let me give you some example. If you are proactive, you're always looking for alternatives. Let's look at our alternatives. I can choose a different approach. I can control my own feelings. I can create an effective presentation. I will choose an appropriate response. I choose. I prefer. I will. But the reactive language and vocabulary is all about, there is nothing I can do. That's just the way I am. He makes makes me so mad. They won't allow that. I have to do that, I can't, I must, if only. All the keywords that smells excuses. All the keywords that smell, excuses. So, the distance be- between being reactive and proactive basically tells me how freely you live, your freedom, Comes from your decisions. Freedom is an inside job, ladies and gentlemen. No one can take it away from you. Freedom is, is an inside job. Liberty is an outside job. It's everything around you. And the distance between being reactive and proactive tells me the level of your freedom. When you are proactive, you get things done, you don't, you don't look for excuses. You don't say it's not my job. You don't say I don't care. You don't say I have to think about it. Yes, you have to think about it, for, but think about actions, not inaction. You, don't, you won't say I, I can't, I, will ch- I choose, I will figure it out. Being proactive will bring freedom to your life and business. Wow and when you control you see this orange circle here those are the things that you can control those are the things that you you fully control the outside the external concerns are the concerns that you have zero control over now you can feed the white circle areas that you have no control, or you can feed the orange circle, circle of influence. And wherever you focus, energy flows. So when you feed the circle of influence, areas that you can control, the concerns that you can control, that gets bigger. And that even impacts the areas that you cannot control eventually. Can you say, wow, Wow. Wow. Isn't that just awesome? You know, it's, it's the seven habits of life, highly effective people, but the reality is it's so basic and so vital. We, we are so worried about the things we can't control. We are so worried about being reactive rather than being proactive. And if we just do do these two mind shift today, start being more proactive in life life will change your 2021 will be the best year ever you are in full control can you say can you say i'm in full control of my destiny can you say it i'm in control of my own destiny you are in control of your destiny you are in control but how can you be be in control is when you'll be more proactive when you become proactive, when you start feeding, the circle of influence means the areas that you can control. What are the areas in your life that you you, you have control? You have control of your attitude. Wow, attitude is, is a gift. Attitude is a choice. I have seen, I am sure, how many of you have experienced people who go through worse health situations but with the right attitude they get out of it successfully and they really inspire you with their attitudes have you have you ever met someone who has a great attitude going through tough times with cancer going with the health situations yes yes Yes. how inspiring they are Your attitude can influence people. Your attitude can influence your work. Your attitude can influence your job, your life. And you know, one of my biggest inspiration was my sister-in-law, a stage four cancer. He, He fought and fought for 10, 12 years and everything and anything I remember and my kids remember right now is her attitude fighting cancer. It was amazing. The lessons she left behind during the 12 years has taught my kids how to overcome health challenges. So your attitude is the only thing you can control here. That's one example of being proactive. You can influence everything else. Even today, my kids are everywhere, wherever we go, they talk about my sister-in-law as an inspiration, as someone with a great attitude. So the circumstances outside, you can't control. Put your focus on the areas you can control. Some of the activities you can control, your activities, your number of appointments, number of presentations. You can control anything else, but you can control your activities. You can control your choices, but you cannot control your consequences. We choose our choices. We have zero control of the consequences. Be proactive, and stay laser focused on what you can control. All right. Number two, begin with the end in mind. I love this. You know, this morning when you came to the office, Monday morning, how many have you visualized the end result of this week in your mind? this is the last week of the month, last few days of the month, last few days of the quarter, you want to close the quarter with a bank, you are ready to go. How many of you came to the office thinking about the end result in mind? Mm -hmm. Because let me tell you something. If the end result in your mind is losing, guess what, you're right. If the end result in mind is winning, your body will follow. Not your heart, your soul, your mind. Everything is cooperating together to making things happen. And the universe, everything, everything together will help you get there. So start forming the habit of beginning with the end in mind. What is the outcome you're expecting? Can you visualize it? That is so powerful. Develop a principle-centered personal mission statement. I'll give you an example. Why personal mission statement is so important because you're beginning with the end in mind. What is the why you do what you do every day? Extend the mission statement into long-term goals based on personal principles. The personal mission statement gives us a changeless core from which we can deal with external change. Wow! Powerful! Basically, when you have the end result in mind, the day-to-day challenges become smaller. When you don't have the end result in mind, every step will become a big challenge. You know what happens when you don't have the end result in mind? Procrastination kicks in. Excuses kick in. Delaying things kick in. Sense of urgency dies. But when I have the end result in mind, I am on fire. I want to I do this. Let's go. Let's make it happen. Let's do this. Because you clearly can see the end result in mind. When beginning a project, how do we ensure we begin with the end in mind? Mission statement, goal setting. Stephen Covey defines the personal mission statement as a personal constitution. I love it. I love it. It's, it's a contract with you is a commitment with you, is a personal constitution, the basis of making major life-directing decisions, the basis for making daily decisions in the midst of the circumstances and emotions that affect our lives, is a constitution, ladies and gentlemen. Mission statement I wrote several years ago I believe leadership is a secret hidden within all of us for success. We must learn to lead ourselves before we lead others. It's my mission to inspire, equip, and enable others to become the leaders and entrepreneurs that are inherently destined to become. Our leadership is our legacy. Every day I wake up, this is my mission statement. This is my legacy. This is what I do for a living. This is where I'm laser-focused. This is where I study every day and every night. I study leadership at least three hours a day. I produce content at least an hour, three, four hours a day. You know, it takes a lot of time, yes, but it's a commitment. It's the end result in mind as the end result in mind. Habit number three, put first thing first. I know you guys wanna hear about this because it's all about life management, prioritizing. So we're gonna spend some time here. Spend time doing what fits in your personal mission. Oh wow, powerful. It didn't say spend time doing what fits in your calendar or what feels good. Spend time doing what fits in your personal mission. Observing the proper, I'm sorry. Observing the proper balance between production and building production capacity. Identify the key roles that you take on in life and make time for each of them. So ladies and gentlemen, basically what it says, It says, focus on the areas that are going to get you closer to your mission in life. Wow. Not the areas that taking you away, creating more distance between you and your mission. Basically it's saying you need to learn to say no to many things so you can say yes to great things. The things that really gets you closer to your mission and if you don't have your mission statement you don't know the end result in mind you don't see it guess what then you don't have direction and you don't have urgency and you can't put first thing first based on your personal mission are you putting first things first Life, it will be prioritized based on your mission and vision in life, nothing else. Do you feel out of balance? What actions should be taken to put you back in balance? What actions should be taken to put you back in balance? What ways can we, as business analysts, put first things first? Some of the principles of personal management things, things which matter most must never be the mercy, must never be at the mercy of things which matter least. Go to, wow. So I have a question for you. Do you have your mission statements? If you don't work on it, because without mission statement, you don't have goals. Without mission statements, you can't see the end result in mind. Without mission statements, without goals, you don't have sense of urgency. Without goals and sense of urgency, you cannot prioritize. You cannot do first thing first. Everything becomes first and everything cannot be first. give you an example, the four quadrant of time management metrics here. The top left, everything that is urgent and important. Quadrant number one, emergency matters, urgent and important. Quadrant number two, top right, is important but not super urgent. Your daily activities, relationship building, recognizing new opportunities, planning, Area number three, not important, but urgent. Some checking, some reports, some mail, some meetings, your daily, day-to-day activities. Area number four, not urgent and not important, easy work. Some unnecessary phone calls, returning phone calls, time wasters, watching TV, pleasant activities not urgent not important so you basically prioritize your activities in four different quadrants and you get get on them get them down we can talk about time management and we will we'll will continue talking about life management. I have a different mind shift session for that. But today I want to tell you how important it is to be able to prioritize, how important it is to have a clear mission and seeing the end result in mind. The next one is thinking win-win. For sake of time, I want to keep going. I'm going to cover the next three slides that I have for you to think win-win, seek first to understand, then to be understood, and synergizing. So next three habits I'm going to cover in next three slides. Thinking win-win, seek agreements and relationships that are mutually beneficial. Okay, I want you to highlight that. It gotta be mutually beneficial. It cannot be a one-way street. It cannot be a win-lose relationship. If you are working for a company, you cannot be in a win-lose situation. You can't be the one winning and the customer losing. You can't be the, the one winning and company is losing. I even want to take it to a higher level. I want everyone to work in an environment that is a win, win, win. So you win, your company wins, and your customer wins. That is the win, win, win. It takes integrity to create win, win, win situation. Entrepreneurs, I know you very, very wise and bright. I know what you do, you want to make a difference. You would not put yourself or customer in a win-lose-lose lose, or win-win-lose situation. I'm so proud to tell you for last 21 years, I've been working with this company that has created the win-win-win situation. And that's why my loyalty is always with the company that gives me the win-win-win situation. All right, let's keep going. Let's talk about relationships here a little bit. An emotional bank account is a metaphor that describes the amount of trust that's been built up in a relationship. You know, our relationship is really like a bank account. You gotta gotta have the daily deposit. You know, Stephen Covey, is bringing some practical examples to his book and he wants to make sure that the stuff that he's sharing are not like only theory in the book but really in in real life what are some of those emotional deposits you have in in your bank account is a feeling of safeness you have with another human being That's the relationship you're building. People trust you, they feel safe. That's why you build relationships with your customers, with your friends. Do you have more deposits or withdrawals? When it comes to communication with people, are you depositing or you have more withdrawals? You know, it's very important to be intentional when it comes to building relationships to deposit more. What do I mean by depositing more? You know, being sincere with people, showing your gratitude, being transparent, showing them that you care about them. If it's one of your loved ones, reminding them how much you love them. When was the last time you showed your love, your gratitude, your appreciation to someone? I know most of you have done it this morning, or last night, or yesterday, but it's all about the deposits and withdrawals. Are you expecting other people to do this to you? Or are you being proactive and you're doing it, depositing more than you receive? Great practical examples in Stephen Covey's book. The emotional bank account, six major deposits. I love it, six major deposits. Number one, understand the individual. The biggest gift you can give to someone is understand them. Listen to understand before to be understood. Number two, attend to the little things. Pay attention to small things, guys. Those small things can be big things for people. Number three, keep commitments. When you're committing yourself, deliver the commitments. It matters. It matters to people. Number four, clarify expectations. Number five, show personal integrity so people can trust you. Number six, Apologize sincerely when you make a withdrawal. Wow. Emotional bank account. I just shared with you six ways to deposit to the emotional bank account and build relationships. Understand the individual, attend to the little things, keep commitments, clarify expectations, show personal integrity. Apologize sincerely when you make a withdrawal. relationships from the foundation of character we build and maintain win-win relationships trust the emotional bank account is the essence of win-win when dealing with a person coming from a paradigm of win-lose the relationship is a steel key the focus is on your sequel of influence make more deposits into the emotional bank account to gain more trust to help with those win-win negotiations trust is key these are all pointers from the book i'm highlighting some of the pointers from the book character the foundation of win-win another four quadrant here win lose 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 win and the fourth quadrant here is win-win when you are when when you are a courageous person and you have a high consideration you create a win-win situation and forget about the lose-lose Refrain for discussion. This is this is part of mind shift, guys. Some of the interesting questions I want to ask: Do you prescribe before you diagnose? Do you prescribe before you diagnose? Do you listen to reply? How, huh, doggish yeah, no <laughs> Communicate facts. People listen to your body sixty percent of the time. Your sounds 30% of the time, your words 10%. Wow. Can you say, wow, this is amazing? Really, wow. People pay attention to your body 60% at the time. 30% is the sounds and 10% is the words. Are we really listening? Ooh. This is another winning, winning slide right here. I love it. Levels of listening in order to m- magnitude. Number one is ignoring, number two, pretending, number three, selective listening, number four, attentive listening, number five, empathetic listening. Wow. Powerful stuff, guys. Like I said, I can I can spend all day on the seven habits of highly effective people. This is amazing. No wonder it's a bestseller and sold millions of copies. Really, really great stuff in this book. And I'm glad I was able to bring the summary to you. Let's talk about synergizing. What is synergizing and what is not? Synergize is celebrating differences. Yes. Celebrating teamwork celebrating open-mindedness celebrating open-mindedness celebrating finding new and better ways what is not synergizing tolerating differences working independently only thinking what you are always right yeah Wow yeah you're yeah. always right yeah <laughs> <not. Wow>. Yeah. <laughs> compromise wow you know i i have a video out there about synergy synergy doesn't mean one plus one equals two one plus one can be ten can be hundred can be one thousand can be hundred thousand synergy is the best multiplier synergy means me and you're gonna partner up but we're gonna do something amazing synergy means we're gonna make we're gonna make the best and we're gonna make history synergy means ordinary people getting together accomplishing extraordinary results and synergy is needed in business and in life. The greatest example of synergy is love. Love elevates the beauty of life. And it's a great example for synergy. All right, seven habits. Number one, be proactive. Number two, begin with the end in mind. Number three, put first thing first. Number four, think win-win. Number five, seek first to understand, then to be understood. Number six, synergize. Number seven, sharpen the saw. Sharpen the saw. If I had six hours to chop down a tree, I will spend the first four hours sharpening the axe. Wow. Wow. Sharpen the sum means preserving and enhancing the greatest asset you have, you. You, can you say, I am the greatest asset I have? You, are you investing in yourself? Are you growing yourself? Do you have a growth plan? Are you consistent with your growth plan? Or once a while you show up? Are you serious about your growth? And ladies and gentlemen, we all sharpen the saw during the mind shift. We all get together and brainstorm and take notes and get, get refreshed, get ready for a great week. You know why? Because we all need to sharpen the saw. And that's what we do with mind shift, and I love it. Four dimensions of renewal. There are four major areas you need to renew when you sharpen the saw. Your mental, physical, your social and emotional, and your spiritual area. You want to sharpen the saw? Create the balance, mental, Physical, social, spiritual areas, I just love it, I just love it. Physical, exercise challenge, minimum of 30 minutes a day every other day. How many of you going to commit yourself to 30 minutes a day every other day? Raise your hand if you're going to commit yourself. How many of this is call to action guys? 30 minutes exercise moving dancing every other day only 30 minutes. Only 30 minutes. Raise your hand if you come in yourself. You know. 30 minutes. 30 minutes? Every other day? I'm gonna hold you to it guys. I'm gonna hold you to it. So that, that's a physical, mental. The person who doesn't read is no better off than the person who can't read. Wow. Wow. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> All right. How many of you going to commit yourself to read at least one book a month, like a CEO? One book a month as an entrepreneur. One book a month. I rather you rather exercise. <laughs> How about reading while you're exercising, darling? <laughs> <is? laughs> book. The other book, right? Okay. Reading challenges, starting with the goal of reading a book a month, then a book every two weeks, then a book a week. Ooh. All right, let's keep going. Spiritual. The Turn of the Tide by Arthur Gordon. Listen carefully, try reaching back, examine your motives, write your worries on the sand. Write your worries on the sand. Give it all to God. If you can't control it, you don't have to worry about it. The Spiritual Challenge. Find daily renewal in activities that are aligned with your value system, your faith, your belief but find daily renewal in activities that are aligned with your value system. Social, peace of mind comes when your life is in harmony with true principles and values and in no other way. So social and emotional challenge, do something daily, anonymously, Bless the lives of other people, influence, not reco- recognition becomes a motive. So how about we, we heard, we heard this before the every Friday, send your gratitude to seven people. Joe Jordan was talking about that, but this is even taking it to new level. Do something daily that will anonymously bless the lives of others. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, you may say, why should I commit myself to do these things? Because when your life goes from success to significance, your focus goes from me to others. Your success goes from limited to limitless. Your life will change from me, 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 to others, and your growth will be significant. You know, your life will change. Your attitude will change. And you will focus on the areas that you can control, not the areas you can't control. And to sum up, here we are, the seven habits of highly successful people. And number eight, if you remember a few years after this book was published, the eighth habit came out, so I added this as a bonus. What is my bonus for you? The eighth habit of the highly successful people, find your voice and inspire others to find theirs. Wow. This is one of the reasons why we have the PRP. Find your voice and inspire others to find theirs. Living a life of significance. That's what matters the most. Legacy. How people will remember you. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to learn more, send a text message to this number 818. 214-7344 and join our leadership community over a thousand people in a short period of time i'm so honored to be connected and sending you updates on a weekly basis 818-214-7344 god bless you have a fantastic week and end of the quarter